Oh, this is weird. <laughs> Normally, I'm like the one making noises and shit. I man, it has been. I feel like we haven't really had a, a day. Today was the closest, and we were running all. Over, we were still all over the place today. Once holiday hits, there's all people having parties, and work gets worse for both of us. Well, I'm sure it does. Luckily, I don't have a retail job, so... Mine's technically not retail. Well, it's an independent store. No, I don't work at an independent store. No. Are you talking about... Working (laughs) now? I'm not going to say that. We're recording. (laughs) Um... I, d- I don't work for a collector's corner anymore. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I, if anything, I w- I'm there for help if he needs me, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Gotcha. But that, yeah. Um. <clears throat> the 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 cover on this is off and it's really bugging me. We got to fix that. Um. Oh, it just sounds like you got in a fight that you lost. <laughs> no, I yeah, it's called it's called uh, aging. I fought, I I lost, I fought it for a while. Uh, it's finally catching up. No, fuck that. I because I was working in retail positions, fucking working as a cashier for over a decade that kills your back. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Unless you work at somewhere like Wavens where they actually found out that you can let a cashier sit down and they can still do their job. Yeah. I'm sure no, nah, he's sitting for eight hours while he's in good either. I can tell you it isn't because that's what I've done for like several years straight now. <laughs> that's true. You've had desk jobs for the most part lately. I've always wanted one Mm-mm. but I feel like I wouldn't be able to do it. The thing is it's fine to have a desk job if you have the opportunity to get up and move around. Mm-hmm. Which what I about have. a desk job but it's a standing desk? If I had a standing desk that I could then, like, readjust to sit when I need to, that'd be fine. The little button thing? They yeah. have those at Ikea. Nope. I've always thought about it. Well, they have Veradesk, which is... All they do is manufacture a little platform, basically. Yeah, 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 I've seen those. They're and a lot cheaper than buying an entire desk. Yeah. <laughs> but I got this, where it's, like, mm-hmm. technically different levels. It's still not high enough for a standing desk. Veradesk, you, like, put, you put your monitor on top... And like your keyboard and mouse platforms on the bottom and you literally just lift the whole thing up with your hands that's cool <clears throat> so those are pretty neat they're like they're anywhere from like 80 bucks to like 200 bucks a pop for really fancy stuff and then there's like do you sit get a regular chair or do you get is it pe- people sit on yoga balls right on <clears throat> people sit on like exercise balls and shit so it helps it's supposed to help improve their posture because they're like forced to sit up straight as I'm sitting here hunched over like yeah. that <laughs> Because I sit up, if I sit up straight right now, my back hurts. <laughs> Every chair in the place I work now has like it leans back so far because so many people have like yes, yeah, it's just broken. At so this like point. naturally, my sitting position is like feet in the air. Like just letting you know, this. all this is staying. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host Chris with Nate, and technically Kim is here, but I don't know if she's going to say anything. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to say anything, I'm just going to snuffle in the background, so enjoy. Sound effects. <laughs> Sound effects, yeah. Alright. So. So I put stuff on the list. Yeah, I haven't because. You didn't put anything on so the list. It's, one of, it's that weird time of the year where there's stuff going on, but it's not like the biggest stuff. No. Uh, you also have a social life, and I have nothing, so. 
You should have one. What? You, Dave's a friend. Yeah. I'm a friend. We can play video games. Do I mean, you play video games with friends? Is that a thing? Yes. That's a thing you can do. Yes. Like, <laughs> and, you have no. at least two friends. You have at least two. I don't. I don't know your friends outside of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm, sorry. I'm not going to holiday parties and shit Three. like that. Three friends. Kim forgot the. We forgot to include <laughs> Kim in that. Um, we've been to too many holiday parties. Nobody else invite us to things. We won't come. Fuck, we got another thing so next weekend. In place of inviting them, you can just invite me. Yeah, invite Nate. He's all the best and worst parts of Kim and I I'll just come together. to your house, drink all your liquor, eat all your food, not conversate, and leave. So the drink all the liquor, drink all the food is me, not conversate. Drink all the food. Eat all the food. Drinking all the food. Drinking eating all, all the liquor. food, eat all the liquor. Man, if I could like, have like a Kraken ice pop. Oh. That sounds dangerous. Delicious. Dangerously delicious. Like, uh... The pies? Yeah, there's another thing, isn't that? And there's some some food that it's like... That's their tagline. Dangerously I delicious. I looked up a whole thing online about how to cook with liquor, and it was all designed just to get you hammered while eating. Nice. Somebody <laughs> made... Was it a rum cake? What was it somebody made? I didn't have that. I didn't either, but there was some kind of dessert last night that... I, we were informed it was definitely not for all ages. <laughs> no. I don't want my pie to get me ha- uh, drunk. <laughs> High is understandable, but we've learned from previous recordings of this podcast, I don't need to be high ever. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. So, I, you're going to do a lot of the talking today, because yeah. all I've been... This is me saying things and you playing off me at this point. I have so. <laughs> been playing, because we're, you know, we'll just do get my shit out of the way real quick. Mm-hmm. Watching-wise, Kim and I have been watching just random Disney movies. Uh, Disney Plus has is the greatest thing, in our opinion, in my opinion. I don't know how she feels. How do you mm-hmm. feel? She put her thumb up. She knows she's within the mic area. And she just sticks her thumb up. Right. She's she's participating. <laughs> um, she also put some other fingers up. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna just place my pillow over there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we begin going through that. I've been watching um, Mandalorian still. I have really enjoyed it, especially the most recent episode was written and directed by Dave Filoni. Uh, in it. <laughs> the entire episode through I'm like I'm really enjoying this there's something about this I really like See. and then they announced that and I'm like oh that makes perfect <laughs> sense I haven't watched any of it all I'm hearing is good things about it recently I heard I heard talk about it actually compared to The Last Jedi because even today The Last Jedi is still the most criticized Star Wars anything which in my opinion it should be Solo that's the most criticized and I liked Solo <laughs> well I love Solo The Last Jedi as I'm viewing more criticism of it some of it old some of it even fresh now it's like I understand the gripes that people had with the film I still don't understand some of the overblown reaction I can't remember were you on our spoiler cast for Star Wars I don't believe I was I think it might have been just me Kim and Dave I mean, if I was at the time, Were I can say when I... Were you away at point, that point still? I think I may have been away, but I remember, like, at the time when I first saw the film, because I saw it with Dave, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was I was that kid going to see Star Wars again, so I was going to love everything about it on first viewing. Then after I sat down and digested the film, and I said, okay, well, here are my criticisms with it, 
but none of the criticisms were the things that people, other people were saying yeah. at the time. And then I got to the point where, you know, I see all the nasty stuff people are throwing at the crew, and I was like, all right, well, the people I don't that are like, <laughs> I, I just made it, I made an entire cut of Last Jedi where I take all women out. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, even worse, it was, it was personal criticism levied at, like, Ryan Johnson, it was levied at uh, Daisy Ridley, you know. At the actress that plays Rose. Yeah, and so it just, it kept going on and on and on to the point where my bias kind of kicked in and was like, I don't even want to criticize this movie anymore, I just want to say good things about it because the actors are getting so much shit for things that aren't really their fault to begin with. I understand, like, people's legit criticism with the film, I didn't understand the harassment about it, um... There's a guy I watch on YouTube who's... He's kind of a niche channel. He does... Uh, he's a sword fighter, basically. Mm-hmm. Classically trained European oh, so classical he martial of, artist. Is he one of the people that broke down the fight choreography? He actually does... He did a fight choreography video for episode three, actually. The fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm. And he's he's actually really good at this stuff. Because he knows the sword fighting. He knows what he's talking about. Um... And he knows what fight choreography looks like versus, you know, real fighting with swords, like they would with lightsabers. Um, his breakdown of the last Jedi scene just kind of ruined the throne room fight scene for me, because I understand, like, all the mistakes they made in choreographing that entire scene now. Yeah. is It's so unrealistic and so over the top. See, and that's one of those things where I've <laughs> seen so many people be like, I've watched breakdowns of that fight scene and now I can't enjoy it anymore. I'm like, no. And still enjoy it. It's still a fun fight scene. I can enjoy it, but I understand the criticism of it and how many rules it breaks. Is like everyone remembers the infamous, you know, disappearing knife now, right? Is the guy with the two knives is fighting Ray. Oh, yeah. They get into a bind. He grabs her arm, pulls her down, and then he has a second knife in one of his hands. And you even see him go through the motion of like stabbing her in the back, but the knife disappears Mm -hmm. they just literally edited out of the scene so it's like it's one of those things where it doesn't lend the movie any space to reject that criticism anymore because it's there and it's objective and you can see it happening on screen there's a continuity Mm -hmm. error that makes it so it's it's like this fight scene could have been better if they simply spent more time in it and we're just trying to erase mistakes in post (laughs) um beyond that i mean that's old stuff. That's Last Jedi stuff. The Mandalorian, again, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, the only reason I brought up Last Jedi is because people are now comparing how good the Mandalorian is to how bad they think Last Jedi yeah. is. <laughs> well, I'm my, I think one of my favorite things I've seen people bringing up The Last Jedi about recently is there have been people being like, I'm not going to see fucking Knives Out. That guy ruined Star Wars. It's like, mm, no. No. He didn't make Mandalorian, or uh, Midichlorians. Um... <laughs> I mean, the thing, as much criticism as people like Rian Johnson get for Last Jedi, people seem to forget how much the prequel trilogy was hated, but that was all George Lucas was doing. Like, he wanted, the guy that made in some way, to shit. give legitimacy to the Force, which is why he came up with midichlorians in the first place. Oh, God, and, there's a whole game theory yeah. about, and I remember Kim and I just watched one about mm-hmm. uh, Baby Yoda, but um, his previous one on Star Wars was, like, basically proving that midichlorians make sense sadly (laughs) that's unfortunately one of the things that would take my enjoyment away from watching the mandalorian is i get like sci-fi nerds are going to speculate stuff but let the show run its course before we start speculating on the details behind it let me enjoy baby yoda as a character 
<laughs> I mean, you can't For not. what he is. They have somehow... I mean, he's a little green thing that sits on a floating toilet bowl. They have somehow... Space. Not anymore. <laughs> he seems to be out and about more often. Um, it, they, But they really have somehow made a, a character that every episode they have people have successfully memed I'll, in some way. I'll just put it this way. It's better than freaking Stinky the Hutt from Clone Wars. Stinky the yeah. Hutt? Yeah. So there was an entire arc in Clone Wars... Where Ahsoka and Anakin were charged with protecting... That might have been the one of the things where Jabba I the Hutt's skipped. son, which legitimate, his canon name is Stinky the Hutt. <laughs> was that first season? No, I think it was much later. Really? That. Oh, God. It was I can 100% one of the that. worst character arcs in the entire show. Because <laughs> I know there's a whole story arc in... there's a They put out a Clone Wars movie mm-hmm. that was... I think it was like the first couple episodes. Um... It was just not... The first season of that series is not good, in my opinion. No. no that's not true. It is not as good as the rest. Because it's more of a... Like you were saying earlier about watching Supernatural, and it was very Monster of the Week. It was very much... There was no cohesive storyline. Yeah. It was boom, 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 story, story, story. No. Self-contained kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's Later cool. Later on, they started adding in things that kind of helped make sense. Yeah. Mostly of episode three is... It was more about Anakin's path towards the dark side overall, not just yeah. Palpatine kind of tricking him, but he's been touched by the dark side before. And that's one of those things. The the whole Clone Wars series makes the third movie better. Yes. Uh, and the third movie is the best of those three movies. It really is. Uh, sadly, you can't retroactively make... Um, what's the second? What is the second one called? The second one is Attack called of Attack of the Clones. Which also makes no sense, because the clones don't attack until the third movie. Not really, not in full force. I mean, we've had other pieces of Star Wars mythos that add to the clones' own story. Um, well, hey, it's Jango Fett. Of, it's all Jango Fett. It's all Jango Fett, but even parts of Rebels. I mean, they even bring back clones from the Clone Wars into parts that of made me so happy. Rebels. So, we get some of that, and I understand like people are very... They're very protective of Star Wars lore. Um, and one of the major gripes with Last Jedi, of course, was Luke Skywalker and how he was portrayed. And that's because, at least to me, in my mind, it's they didn't get the Luke Skywalker they wanted. They didn't get the overpowered Jedi Master hero who was going to come out of nowhere and save the entire galaxy in one fell swoop. Um, or they wanted Luke to be like a Yoda to Rey and, you know, train her in all these old ways of the Force where... Really, I mean, I get the criticisms of The Last Jedi, and a lot of them are valid, but the bottom line is this, is The Last Jedi existed to change what Star Wars was. They literally say it in the movie, Kylo Ren says, you know, let it all die. It's about erasing the old formulaic, we have a, you know, big bad guy who's manipulating a smaller bad guy, and a good guy is going to fight him and win kind of deal. And it gets cut in half. Mm. Uh, doesn't always happen, but it did happen. <laughs> you Normally it's just a hand. Um, Normally it's just a hand. No although I'm pretty sure the way they cut him in half, he does lose the hand. I think that was part he of does, the joke. Actually, um, my whole thing because was the, hands are like the people the that are like Luke Skywalker was a whiny little bitch in that movie, and I'm like, Luke Skywalker has always been a whiny little bitch. Yeah, I and mean, so was his father, in the and so home. was his. Uh, nephew. In A New Hope, he's a teenager. Of course he's going to whine about stuff. He feels like he's trapped on this farm with his uncle and aunt. 
you know, and he wants he, with it. the He's whole power, the whole line about power converters is him saying like, no, I want to go into town and hang out with my friends. I don't want to be stuck. It's his here. secret way of being like, I want to do some drugs, man. <laughs> Tired of all this blue milk. Our bones are Trading strong enough. Some blue milk for some death sticks. Death sticks. <laughs> is that in that? No, I doubt it. Death sticks didn't happen until episode one. Or too many Star Wars. Yes, one. No, two actually. Episode two. <laughs> Although six. I would be entertained if it was episode one, it was a little <laughs> Annie being like. <laughs> oh, but anyway, that's all I gotta say about Star Wars now. <laughs> Mandalorian's good. Get Disney Plus. Yes. If you want to wait and binge the whole season, like halfway through December, it'll be done, and you can be a whiny little bitch. No, um, <laughs> just like Anakin. <laughs> just like Anakin. Um. Trying to think of anything else that I've seen. Kim, what have we seen in theaters? Just knives out, right? I need the thumbs up. Frozen. We already talked about I think we talked about that last Yeah, because you were like frozen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Into the unknown, motherfucker. Okay, so <laughs> a bunch. No. The last, I'm pretty sure the last movie we saw was... Would you recommend that people... Knives Out. Go see Knives Out. I 100% would recommend going to see Knives Out. Okay. Because Knives Out is Chris Evans' first outing since the end of Endgame. So, fun thing about this movie... One, yes, Chris Evans is in it. Um, everybody loves his sweaters. Um, <laughs> it's like a whole thing on Twitter. I feel like him and Chris Hemsworth are constantly competing to see who can wear the best cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what I thought was funny, and I realize you didn't put this under trailers, you watched the new trailer for the double new uh, James Bond movie came out. Have oh, you watched yeah. that yet? I didn't watch that, actually. So I learned that in that, what is the actress's name? Dan, 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 Annie I don't know people's names. Um, the one of the main characters from Knives Out that who's basically like the second most important or, or the second mm-hmm. focused character almost is also in the James yeah. Bond movie so with Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig and, and I thought that was really together. funny. <laughs> and I'm like, is this one of those situations kind of like uh, Avengers and um, Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. where they were kind of done relatively close to each other yeah I mean, it could um, be one of those things it's one of those it's i think it's one of those things in hollywood where it's like you've got somebody already working who's available mm-hmm. in between shoots for it's one like, hey film. i know you're free because i make the times cut the timetable <laughs> <Yeah>. now <laughs> but you've got them free and you know there's some collaboration between studios and stuff to get movies done and then, of course, you've got launch dates for these movies that have already been established and stuff like that. So it's like, why not? Well, that's why we get instead like of going out and casting somebody else. Why not use somebody who's already available, who's already yeah. working on another film? I was gonna say that's why you and there's so many times you end up with like people that have four or five movies that come out after they die or something. Yeah. Um, also, it's it's one it's also one of those things that you know portrays really what an actor or actress's talents really are because they're able to switch. Between from having films. a British accent and a <laughs> Tennessee Kentucky Fried Chicken accent, yeah, not something he pulled off well. <laughs> I thought it was great, <laughs> not well or good, <laughs> entertaining. 
Um, but no, I highly recommend it. It is a really good, like, murder mystery kind of movie. Um, I think a Clue film has been... I've, been I've heard so many bit. times about a remake of the Clue movie, and I'm like, we don't need it. We just got all we got what we needed. I mm. think this is this is the best way you can have a it's, modern... It's one of those things we haven't had for a while either. Like, I can't remember the last time a, you know, big budget... Well, and you know, do you, you know what happened with how Clue was put in theaters, right? Some theaters had different endings. No. When you see it on TV or you watch the DVD, it runs through all the different endings and the possibilities. The way that the movie worked in theaters is certain places got different endings. Oh, wow. I don't think that would work nowadays. No. There'd be people that'd be very upset. I think they'd be upset. It'd be seen as kind of a, at least in this day and age, an obvious marketing ploy to get people to go watch movies <laughs> at different theaters. Basically spend hey, I wonder a if lot of money be, on the same movie. I wonder if it would be like you have to go at two different theaters. Like this theater has this ending, this theater has this ending. It could be. Because I'd be like, cool, I'll never see any other ending unless it plays at AMC. <laughs> It's, it's also it's, one of those things movies struggle with is exclusivity to certain regions and stuff like that. Yeah, that no exclusion. Get when a movie comes out, especially I get so annoyed about like when a anime movie is announced. And it's like, hey, we're putting it out. There's going to be an English. There's a, there's going to be a sub. There's going to be a dub, and you can go see it in a theater near you that may be two states away because we're not <laughs> playing it at a theater near you. Fuck you. That's one of those things. Hollywood hasn't really grasped the impact anime has had on the western world yet they really don't understand how popular it makes is. no sense when fucking or even how popular it away won an oscar well they also don't understand how popular it could become is if i ask you know the random person who's not an anime fan you know if spirit if they even recognize spirit away as an anime they're going to tell me no it's to Do them you recognize spirit away as an anime Okay. <laughs> well, that's because she knows what anime is. Okay. There are people who still don't even know what anime is. So I mean, like, hell, the fact that it did mm, get nominated or uh, picked at mm, all for an Oscar is crazy since that is. animated features are ignored almost. But I know people who saw Alita and didn't know Alita started out as a manga and then an anime. and you know, That's the thing. I never read or watched either of them, but I had no interest. ScarJo's Ghost in the Shell, as bad as it was, people did not know that was based on an anime. <laughs> like... Aeon, Aeon Flux, that movie came out like a decade ago and people didn't know that was based on an anime. Yeah, but it also shouldn't have been made. <laughs> no, it shouldn't that have been. That was bad. It was terrible. I'm, I will say I'm glad that she didn't like, that didn't tank her career. Mm -hmm. She's done so much better since then. Oh, man. But it's... Is she part of the MCU in any way? I don't believe so. Honey, do you remember Charlize Theron's in the MCU at all? Alright. I don't believe so. <laughs> Why hasn't she been in the MCU? Uh, Alright, so, there is one thing that I have to ask if you have watched yet. What? Came out yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was an hour worth of it. Steven Universe Future. No. Ooh. It's funny you ask me that because I was sitting at my desk at work today you trying to find to a way to watch it. I just couldn't. <laughs> Do you know Dave's e Gmail password? No. You need to get Dave's Gmail password <laughs> and just use YouTube TV. Yeah, I guess so. No, I would, I would love to watch I even looked it up on Prime Video. It's not free on Prime Video. They want you to spend like three bucks an episode to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I have regular... Well, I have a form of TV. Mm. Actually, I have two. We still haven't gotten rid of cable. We need to do that. No, I didn't watch Steven Universe, or Steven Universe Future, but I am excited for it. So avoid the internet, because wow. 
Yeah. That shit is bad. It's just nothing but spoilers everywhere. I'm sure. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. We got four episodes. Uh, some more, some heavier than others. <laughs> um, also, it's not the one character is not voiced by Bimo's voice actress. I know. I just thought like. Yeah, very similar. Though, yeah. It. I didn't mean the the voice actor. I meant like the. Personality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What I did understand Adorable. from preview trailers and teasers is that Stephen has helped establish like a rehabilitation school. Well, because we had we got to see a little bit of Little Home World in the movie. Mm-hmm. What? Stephen Universe Future. <laughs> so Here we are. We oh yeah so yeah we we got to see a little bit of Little Home World from mm-hmm. the movie. Um, Little Home World has now been finished. Uh, School. Yeah, they now call it, they, they call it in the show Little Homeschool. So they call um, the entire thing Little Homeschool. Yeah, it's adorable, and it really is just a... Is it, like, all of Beach City, or just... No, it's still just that same little city area, town area that they built up on the hill, okay. or in a couple of hills away. Because you remember Beach City is, like, maybe five blocks. <laughs> <laughs> we should know Beach City is as big as Dewey Beach, because that's what it's based off of. <laughs> um, I still love the fact that they... They're all from, like, Stephen and Rebecca are from the Maryland, the mm-hmm. DMV area or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so a, a lot of things are just right. I mean, the Chaps, Chaps bag is just us. Chaps. 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 Um, I, I appreciate, I appreciated Steven Universe for what it was. I really, it's one of those sh- cartoons that I sit up there with, like, when I was a huge fan of MLP, it's like right up there with the hat. Like if there was a Steven Universe specific convention, I'd be going to it. There was. Um, I don't know if they did more than one. I remember them doing one in like, pretty sure it was Pennsylvania. Um, but it's, it's just a really good show and it, I don't know, it's one of those shows that I can sit down and watch for like hours and hours and hours and not be bored with it because every episode does something different. I would have to stop at one point because that show is emotionally draining to well, a certain it extent. <laughs> it, it hits you in the feels pretty hard, but it's Die. it also does it in a meaningful way. It never has a moment in it that I feel like is cheap or it's trying to cheat an emotion out of you. There's always a build up and a payoff in every episode. So it's plus a lot of the characters are relatable. They're they are, you know, otherworldly characters, but they don't focus on, like, their powers and abilities and crap like that. They focus on their very human problems. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, we're witnessing Kim attempting to get out of the love sack in the basement. Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's a very easy thing to get stuck in. I mean, it's fucking humongous. Did you, have you read all the warnings underneath the label, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> read some of them out loud. Like, do not lay in this for more than an hour. You will be transported to a different fucking dimension. <laughs> The best is, friends don't let friends sit on a flat sack. Yeah, that's how it starts off. Because it's a four-step process to make sure it's okay. Uh, But there's one one that's like... Like, fluff your sack before use? Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. You have to fluff and flip your sack. Improper use of this product may result in injury, death, or mild embarrassment. (laughs) Hello? Injury or death. Do not remove the sack cover in an attempt to make a human burrito. <laughs> I just, I can't wait till the first story comes out that someone died improperly using their fucking lump sack. Do not wash the sack cover with child inside. 
<laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Never use sack as exercise equipment, even if it's leg day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Durafoam contains 0% of the recommended daily fiber intake. Do not eat. <laughs> Don't eat your sack. Just eat deep I just remember telling someone on Reddit that every chainsaw still has printed on it. Do not attempt to stop shooting with hands. Mm. <laughs> I mean, people are stupid. What do you expect? You just cut through an entire tree and it's like, Whoa, oh, it's going fast. I wanted to stop faster. Oh, I don't have hand anymore. It's stuck in the sack. Struggling will only make it worse. <laughs> yep. Just give in. Just give in. Just give in. Accept your fate. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, anyway, yeah. So Steven Universe Future has been really good, yes. or so far for <clears throat> first four episodes. Now moving forward, we're getting half hour episodes. I love that they are not just sweeping Pink under the rug. Yes, I mean we're still learning more about Pink's bullshit, and you're and they're dealing with it appropriately. And part of it actually deals a lot with what we're seeing come out of Steven so far in right. these first four episodes, yeah. which I won't spoil. <laughs> but well, I, just but damn. I think they're handling it very well, because it could have just been like, wow, she was awful, okay. Yeah, we knew that. I love that subversion there, because in the first half of the original series, you've got this buildup of, you know, Rose and later on Pink is this, you know, great character who did all these wonderful things and liberated home, and liberated Earth from Homeworld and... So on and so forth. And then in the second half, you find out that not everything she did on her way to that goal was, you know, even good. That everything she, pretty much everything she did on the way there was yeah, one big fuck up. <laughs> we got thing, thing on. Just open your thing and put it over here. No, I meant your... Ugh. There we go. <laughs> anyway. Um. Oh, she's ordering food. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into uh, what well, I've been... No. Okay. There was... I wanted to do... I was using things to lead into things. Oh, well, I guess you got to talk about what you... Oh, I did want to talk about one game I've been playing. Been playing. Okay. Or did I talk Did I talk about the train game already? I don't think so. So, on Game Pass, I almost said Google Play. Oh, update on um, Stadia. I uh, have not touched it at all <laughs> since I played around with it initially. Um, I hate to break it to you, but the reviews of Stadia in its current state are just not favorable. Well, it's more of, I just don't feel like buying games through Stadia when I don't know if it's going to last longer than a year. Um, this no, sorry, they usually last at least four years. I think the, the average is four years. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory, huh? Maybe. You got Cheesecake Factory money? No. Yeah, <laughs> neither do I. She just wants to look. We could have Cheesecake Factory money if you guys support us at patreon.com <laughs> slash I know, I love Buffalo Blasters. Blast. Yeah, I know, but they Buffalo call them... Buffalo Blasters yeah. sounds like... That's what happens when you're done eating them. It sounds like a Star Wars where everyone's got a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, use the force. Use the force, Luke. <laughs> Why did it go Australian a little? I don't know. <laughs> got some Blasters. 
<laughs> Avoid that lapster. <laughs> I, I need you to stop. She hates when I do it because I do it really bad on purpose sometimes. You know cheeky nanos? Oh, no. Shut up. <laughs> I like no. nandos. I just don't really feel like having nandos right now. We're talking about I mean, places. if you want... Okay, if you want nandos, which this is great. Um, Quality content right here, guys. Amazing. The best. Genos. I don't really want Genos. Please, listen along. So, train game on Game Pass. So, yeah, there's a game (laughs) on Game Pass. It's relatively new. Ooh, Wingstop. Um, (laughs) Chris is hungry. This is what happens. Um, Oh, bet you. Uh, This is why you should do this on your phone and not on the computer screen. It's a pain in the ass on the phone. Well, you're a pain in the ass. Yep. Um, Is that a pig? There's a train thing? game on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, why does the Bill Batemans just have an entire single plate taking up? What is that even? It's one, I think it's a crab pretzel, but they just took a close-up shot of the cheese in the old bay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> what the fuck is Italian Gardens? I don't know. It looks like Italian garbage on the screen. It, it's not even Italian! Oh! That is fun, though. Uh, it was just fucking... What? Tomato Pizzeria. <gasps> Jersey Mike's! Talk about your Kim! fucking trains. Hold on, we can deli- we can get delivery from Jersey Mike's, man. Do you know how good Jersey Mike's is? Yes. Hey Chris, how's your day? Jersey Mike's! It's a... It's instantly better now that you can get Jersey Mike's. Well, do you know how far away a Jersey Mike's is from us? Several. Pretty far. Very. Several. Several. <laughs> Several distances. So there is a train game <laughs> on Xbox Game Pass where it's not like a full-on train train. They're those, do you remember the wooden trains with the wooden tracks that had the little the yeah, peg little and the thing? Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. You get to make your own track in that, but there's also like a you-have-to-get-passengers-to-locations version of it. It is the most relaxing fucking game on the planet. I just, I would get home from work and just start playing, even though I had other shit to do. <laughs> Killer Dogs is really good, too. Um, and just get lost. In yeah, game. you just get lost in this game where you're just a little wooden train running around a track. Uh, and I have all but it. one achievement in it already. <laughs> because the achievements are basically, play the fucking game. <laughs> um, I actually really like games with achievements like that. Yeah, Dave would enjoy it, probably, because it's super easy. I mean, we both played a fucking Avatar Last Airbender game because you can get every achievement like in the first 30 seconds of play. So. Yeah, that's uh, Burning <laughs> Earth, I think, or something like that. Something like that. Um, do you, were you, you weren't in on the whole thing where he played, had to play um, the uh, baseball game, backyard football, backyard football game. Do you I, remember that? I remember that because he, he was constantly achievement hunting and stuff like that. So there were all these games on his gamer tag that I would ask him about, like, why the hell did you play this? He's like, just for achievements. Yeah. The biggest one was fucking Ben-Hur when that showed up on his gamer tag. Oh, was God. Like, that was a free game, right? It's a, it was a free game. It was a bad movie and a worse game. <laughs> As opposed to the Wolverine game, which was a better game than the movie. From everything yes, I've heard. it was a much better game. Um, Except for the final boss fight. 
He was the final ball. The final ball. You fight the fucking Ryan Reynolds fake ass Deadpool on top of the. Oh, is it still the thing? Ryan Reynolds at the end? Yeah, yeah you I fight him, and he just like teleports around and dodges everything you throw at him. He's if you fall off this smokestack, which you got like six inches worth of ledge to stand on at any given point, it starts a fight from the beginning. <laughs> so you can literally just spend hours trying to kill one boss. <laughs> sure. <laughs> After. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Wait, you want to go to Denny's after? After. Grr. Arg. You fluffing your, your sack? You. <laughs> You're supposed to fluff it. Flip it and fluff it. Do you flip that. and fluff your sack? I mean, given the size of the thing and how squishy it is. Are you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that is for the listener to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and for us to know. Um, Every ugh. time you lay in the thing, it just has a pit in the middle. So it's like if you don't, yeah. you're just gonna fall into the pit again. That's kind of the point. Fall into the pit of love sack. You just get lost in your love sack. Your sack pit. Get lost in your love sack. That's not their tagline, I don't believe. Nope. Get lost in your sack. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So uh, on top of pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, train game really relaxing. Game pass. Fucking, Are we still talking about the fucking train game? Yeah, I'm Jesus. done now. I was going to move on to the fact that I played a little bit further in Pokemon. Sweet. I now have <gasps> five badges. I really am taking about my time. To say, you're going to say you have five Pokemon. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I will admit, I saw... So Greg Miller from Kinda Funny posted a tweet um, saying that it was the first Pokemon game he's ever played through the entirety of. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And he posted a screenshot with his badge and how much time. But mm. on that, it also shows how many Pokemon you've caught. He caught, like, 74 Pokemon. I have five badges, and I have 134 Pokemon. And I'm like... So he fast-tracked the game. What the hell? But he loved it. And I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault you for that. Yeah. Um, I've he, been loving it, too, but I also am taking my time with it. I mean, even in old-school Pokemon games, I'm talking red, blue, yellow games. To get 74 Pokemon by the end of the game, that's fast-tracking the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, I have... There were moments that... <laughs> like I had multiple people tell me that the ghost battle, the ghost gym, because I have shield, uh, I mm-hmm. have the ghost, not the fighting gym. Um, and I had a lot of people tell me that that was a bitch to beat. So I'm like, oh man, I'm glad That's that ghost Pokemon in general are a bitch to beat. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm glad I tried to build around that. So I had a good amount of my Pokemon going in were all ghost, mm-hmm. and a couple had dark moves. Um, and I because I had it. I didn't even think about it because I forgot about their their uh, weaknesses. Not weaknesses, the things that they can affect. Because mm-hmm. um, I know normal Pokemon, normal attacks don't hurt, normal touch them at all. But they also can't hurt ner- normal. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I had Lotso. I call him Lotso. I have Beware. The giant-ass <laughs> giant fucking... Bear. Uh, the The lovable bear that will squeeze you to literal death. Um, it looks like a mix-up of like Gloomy Bear and the Apollos. It's, it's a Totoro. It's in, in the <laughs> anime they make him Totoro. Um, <laughs> like he's big enough in the anime that Team Rocket like sleeps on his belly. Uh, <laughs> it's adorable. And throughout, I don't know if you've seen this, but when they blast off, when Team Rocket blasts off in Sun and Moon, I don't know if it's the entire time or once he's introduced. But Beware shows up out of nowhere and catches them. <laughs> so they never actually blast off. They always get caught, and it's cute as hell. Um, is that... It's still got to be one of the longest running gags in a cartoon. <laughs> the fact that... Well, two, it's one that 
they always have the blast off. And two, that for some reason, this Pikachu is super fucking powerful. Um, oh my god. I watched the... I started watching the anime. The new anime that has the new character and everything. The first episode shows the story of Pikachu. How he became the Pikachu he is. He was a Pichu. And he grew up into a Pikachu. And it's fucking adorable as hell. And heartbreaking and shit. Oh man. He grew up with a family of Kangaskhan's. Kangaskhan? Is Kangaskhan's or Kangaskhan? I don't know. What's the plural of Kangaskhan? Do you think? Is it Pikachu's? Eevee's. Pikachai? Alright, Pikachai. Yeah, like Arctopus, Arctopus. Raichai. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, 100%. Ash's mom is fucking Professor Oak. <laughs> like, we always made the joke. This time, 100%. She literally was like, Hey, Ash, I'm gonna leave Mr. Mime here to make sure you're okay. And me and Professor Oak are piecing out back to Pallet Town. Satoshi? Because his name's Satoshi in the anime? It's not Ash. It's weird. I don't know. This never is understand. what happens when you let four kids dub shit. Huh? Did four kids do the original dub of Pokemon? Mm, no. No? I, forget, I, forget, I, forget. I don't know. Pokemon. It was in that era where everything was trying to be... Anything they bought to the U.S. was super Americanized. <laughs> yeah, but Satoshi is a... I don't know. The other guy's name is Go. And I'm pretty sure his name is Staying Go even when it comes here. And I'm like, wow. Is that because you actually want to name that guy Go? Or because of Pokemon Go? It's a real question. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and he refuses to accept any Pokemon as his first Pokemon besides Mew, because that's the first Pokemon he, he saw. Not first Pokemon, but he saw Mew. Like, in the first episode. First episode, <laughs> boom, Mew. Second episode, fucking Lugia's back. Not only that, we're pretty sure it's the same Lugia that Ash had an experience with before, and that sounds weird. But, you know, everybody saw that movie in 2000, right? That's right, guys? Experience. You're all old. Um, experience. Uh, and it was adorable. Um, okay, we'll Half-ish, half-movie babies out there somewhere. Ew. Sorry. I don't think that's a thing. If anything. No. Let's not... Hey, man. Talk about, talk, nope. We're going to spit... spit, spit you put two Pokemon at the daycare. We don't know how Pokemon DNA works. They just make eggs. It's true. <laughs> you could have... Oh, my God. Have you seen the uh, fossils for Pokemon Sun and Moon? Or no. Sword and Shield? So, the way that fossils work is there are two different fossils in both games. But they aren't a full fossil, they're half of a fossil. So you can combine... There are multiple combinations. I think there are currently four different Pokemon. The theory is that they'll eventually have an added thing that you can actually get the whole version of the same Pokemon. But right now there are four really fucking weird-ass looking <laughs> goddamn Pokemon. Um, that you can make with these fossil heads. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see if I can pull up the fossil Pokemon. This is the four different versions of the fossil Pokemon you can currently get. Those are very, <laughs> very strange looking Pokemon. Because they're only half of one Pokemon. I currently have giant open mouth dude looking <laughs> creepy and weird. Um, I want the one that has a normal looking body from behind, but then really tiny arms in the front. <laughs> or the one that just looks like he's an ice thing.
thing. Oh, it really is? This is the dra he's like a dragon and he's got like snot coming out because he's cold. Yes. That is very weird. Is that, uh, yeah, I thought that was... An, it, it, that's the thing. They've done so many weird things and thrown into this game that I'm like, I enjoy this weird direction you're going. Well, I'm glad it has enough variety to keep people attached to it. It's still not a game I've picked up and probably won't soon, but... If I beat it anytime soon, I'll let you borrow it. That's uh, fine. Actually, no, honestly, I could let you borrow it now. I, might I probably go won't go back play. to playing Let's Go Eevee because I haven't gotten close to finishing that. Do you have that physically? Yes. Can I borrow that for like a long enough time so I can get a save file so I can get the free Eevee? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can Dynamax, you can do the Dynamax or Giga, Gigante, Gigante, Gigantamax. You can make Eevee really fucking big. Yeah, but if you just have a regular Eevee, you just get normal Eevee, a normal big Eevee. If you have the ones that get traded in or you get given because of having the save file. Um, you have the special version. Like, you get the tubby Pikachu, and you get the weird Eevee with, like, a All loaf of bread around floof. his neck or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so much floof. I love the Gengar. Oh, shit, that's where I was going. Uh, <laughs> so, Ghost Battle Gym. Yeah, that's where I was. this whole thing was coming from. Take in my Lotto. Uh... The first three Pokemon, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to use Ghost Pokemon. Um, and I used my Haunter, and I kicked that. I literally one-shot the first three Pokemon. <laughs> and then, or the first, it's two or three, whatever. Uh, and then she's like, I'm going to send the, haunt, the the Gengar out. I'm like, I know my level 20 or 34 Haunter is not going to kick that Gengar's butt. So I brought out the Lotso, and we both made our guys huge, the Gengar... Uh, giant version mm -hmm. is a literal portal to hell. <laughs> he literally like slams his hand, turn, his hands are part of the ground, and his mouth encompasses all the way to the floor, and it's just a portal to hell, and it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, Pokemon Hell is a thing. Now. And I, I two shot him. It did, I didn't one shot him, but I two shot him. Uh, and he barely did any damage to me mm -hmm. because I was a normal Pokemon that had a dark move. <laughs> it was literally like. Oh, okay. Smash. <laughs> uh, so I haven't talked to any of the people that originally told me how mu how much of a bitch the they like lost two or three times to the thing, and I'm like, yeah, just get a giant teddy bear, they'll yeah. fuck it up. Um, and then the next one, you literally the next badge is super fucking easy because you go in and as you're playing, you are asked all these quiz questions, and all you have to do is answer the questions correctly Whatever. Uh, answer the questions correctly and it gives buffs it gives buffs to your character your, your Pokemon so mm -hmm. I went in threw out my um, my I can't remember secret agent lizard I can't remember the third Sobble's uh, name the name for the evolution um and I literally one-shot every single one of her Pokemon. I'm like, well, you're the one that just kept giving me all these buffs. Um, <laughs> and then I went back to the town and ended up running into my rival. And I almost lost to the rival because I'm like, I wasn't expecting this fight already. All right, cool. I actually had to revive three Pokemon in the fight. I never mm -hmm. use revives. But I highly recommend, if you haven't gotten Pokemon yet, Pokemon is still great. Gotcha. Get a fucking uh, switch light, light switch. Light switch. Get them right now. I think they have bundles coming up, um, or 
No, they're probably over at this point because Black Friday happened. Mm-hmm. They'll still have some holiday bundles going on. Yeah, there's still deals. People buy shit last minute. My dad and I go to the mall literally on Christmas Eve sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> you ever been to the mall the day before Christmas? It's nowhere near as bad as you thought it would be. Really? Yeah. Nobody shops anymore. I guess Unless not. it's Target. All you motherfuckers go to Target. Right? Target, Walmart. <gasps> guess what I got at Target? What? I got a 10-inch Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle Pop. Jesus. It's adorable. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, what have you been playing, Nate? <laughs> now that we're... <laughs> I love that this whole thing started with, you're going to be talking the most. So, what <laughs> like I've been playing... Most in. of what I've been playing is uh, Modern Warfare, and that's because they just released Season 1. So, in Season 1, they made some changes to certain things, but the biggest change that everyone's talking about is the Battle Pass now. So, COD has had loot systems like this before, a tiered loot system you level up through and you get rewards for. The difference is this time in the way you can get those rewards. So, everyone has access to the to the free stuff that's on the battle pass. You still have to level up to get it, but it's not like a pay-to-win thing where sir, you're barred off from getting like a weapon or something like that. Yeah. The two base weapons that they introduced into the game with Season 1, everyone can get those. Okay. You can also earn some a few things like some COD points, some cosmetic stuff like emblems or calling cards. Cosmetic? Yes. Cosmetic. <laughs> you can get that stuff uh, all for free up front if you want. If you want to get the premium battle pass, you pay 10 bucks. That's 1,000 COD points. Um, actually, 10 bucks gets you 1,100 COD points, so you get 100 extra. But <clears throat> you can pay 10 bucks to get you <laughs> premium battle pass, and then you can unlock everything in that battle pass by leveling it up. Oh, okay, yeah. by leveling up. So, the leveling up is done through your normal in-game experience you earn just by playing Call of Duty. Um, if you want to go, like, super big, well, not even super big, if you just want to go big in this case, because there is a super big option, you want to go big, you drop 25 bucks on it. That gets you 20 tiers up front of the battle pass, and then you can start unlocking stuff from there. Mm. So, that's like if you just want to boost to start... So, go. does this battle pass kind of work the same way as, um... Works like a Fortnite battle I was going to say, like, Fortnite, where if you you can buy the battle pass, mm-hmm. but then through normal gameplay you can earn enough in-game currency to that's, buy the next battle pass? That's exactly true. Okay, so cool. if you get all 100 tiers of this battle pass by the time it ends, which it has a two-month timeline on it right now, um, you will have enough COD points to purchase the next battle pass, assuming they keep the $10 price point on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience, leveling it up, it's not as fast as I think some people would like it to be. It's not like you can sit down, play a game, and then get a tier, but it's fast enough where you feel like you're putting some effort into earning everything, but it's not a grind to go after certain things. I feel like Dave is the type of person that would play a game and get multiple tiers. So, I mean, I sat down and played the game for a few hours one night, and I already had five tiers. I did the math on it, and if you play it every day from the first day it comes out, which I haven't done because I just haven't had time to, mm-hmm. but if you do that every day, you could earn between two and three tiers a day, and you will be done long before the battle pass is over. Okay. So it's not necessarily super difficult. On top of that, there's so many extra ways now to earn experience. Of course, if you play objective-based game modes like Domination or Ground War or something like that, you're going to finish a match, win or lose, with a bunch of experience. Yeah. As long as you play the objective. Um, 
they added trials to the game, which they actually introduced before this season. So the way trials work is the levels you hit after level 55, which are your officer ranks, you will earn a ticket for, I don't know if it's you absolutely earn one or you have a chance to earn one, but basically you get tickets, which allow you to go in these little single player experiences, which are on the multiplayer menu, and they're basically time trials for certain things. It's like, you know, get so many kills with a specific... <laughs> with specific <laughs> weapons. Um, there's like a little sort of parkour free-running one where you just platform around to different checkpoints. Um, so you have that stuff, and that actually earns you a lot of experience, especially if you do well and get the three stars in it. You can get, like, I think 10,000 experience on a three-star run on one of these things. Oh, wow. So it's quite a bit. Um, with the officer ranks also comes different challenges for those officer ranks, which gets you ribbons, and those ribbons are worth XP. So you can go into your barracks list and look at what those challenges are. You can, you know, focus on those challenges. You get a lot of XP through that as well. So there's multiple ways to earn stuff in this battle pass. Um, I think it's added a lot more to the game. It's incentivized people to play it a lot more than they normally would. Um, the game, as any COD is, can be frustrating at times, especially if you get on a bad team. They're still working on balancing out the way skill-based matchmaking works in this game. Um... So there's still improvements to be made to the Call of Duty formula, but overall, this is what people were asking for when they, you know, wanted Activision to monetize this game, is they didn't want, you know, crappy loot boxes full of cosmetic junk that nobody's going to use. They didn't want a pay-to-win system full of variants of weapons that were going to be overpowered or anything like that. Yeah. You still get weapon variants in this battle pass, but the way they've done attachments in Modern Warfare is every attachment has a benefit and a trade-off. So it isn't like you can just build this one overpowered gun and stomp everybody with it. Mm -hmm. There's still a meta to the game where certain guns are just unequivocally better than other ones, but that meta is balanced out where it's always like two to three assault rifles are good, two to three SMGs are good, a couple sniper rifles are going to be good, a couple shotguns, and so on and so forth. It's still, though, that if you get a headshot, you get a headshot. It's not like, hey, you knocked off more health than you would have with a body shot. Exactly. So it's... Because I hate games where it's like, you got a headshot, but, you know... That just got yeah. rid of. I mean, there's still headshot thing. multipliers in this. You still do like a certain amount of extra damage on a headshot, mm-hmm. and that's just because of they introduced the mounting system in this game, where someone will mount on the head glitch, and quite literally, all you can see is their head sometimes. Oh wow! So they don't want it to be a situation where you've mounted up on a head glitch where you feel like you've got cover, and someone you know pops you in the face with a pistol one time, and now you're dead for sure. You know, they don't want that kind of situation. But it's more like if I, you know. If my aim is good and I shoot you enough, you are definitely dead. <laughs> that's that's the kind of importance in this game now. Because every weapon in COD Modern Warfare is projectile now. There's no more hit scan. Okay. So if a target's oh, okay. far enough away, you are going to have to lead them in order to hit them. If someone's mm-hmm. sprinting across your vision, you will have to adjust your aim for that. And so on and so forth. But it Shoot isn't, where they're going, not where they are. Exactly. It isn't like, oh, well, he's sprinting around a corner, and my magic wanted bullet followed him around the corner because the net code is bad, and I have hit scan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so none of that happens anymore. Or at least it happens very rarely. A lot of people complain about how campy this game feels and stuff like that. They're still working on that with map design. Um, I, if you I feel play like an you're never not going to be campy in that, though. The thing is about camping is it's advantageous in certain Call of Duties where it isn't in others. Like the more mobile ones like uh, Black Ops series and Advanced Warfare and stuff like that where you had the ability to double jump and slide and sprint all the time. Almost no one camped in those games because it just wasn't worth it. People knew where you were and the map design was built in such a way that it was more advantageous to move around than it was to stay still. 
Um, this game is a little bit of the opposite of that, but it harkens back to that COD 4 feeling where you're trying to play, for lack of a better term, tactically rather than just running around a map searching for kills. You can mm -hmm. still do that if you build a class out for that and that's what you're good at. But people like me who play at a slower pace, I'm able to kind of sit back, analyze what's going on, and go after specific targets that I have a reasonable suspicion that I'm going to get the kill on that guy. Um, I mean, it's it all depends on how you play the game, honestly, whether or not you're going to have fun with it at this point. It's going to be great for people who are fans of older Call of Duties. It may not be great for people who are fans of some of the newer ones. I wouldn't recommend... It's not one of those games where I can say, like, oh, this is groundbreaking and nobody who's ever tried a COD before should try yeah. this one. No, it's not that. I've mm -hmm. had a lot of people trying to get me to come play uh, just because I've... I've have been off of it for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, even, I think I might have mentioned when, because I, I, I believe we talked about me playing Star Wars, right? Yeah. And how it just wasn't for me. So when I returned it, uh, it literally was <laughs> them at the GameStop being like, you should play Call of Duty. I'm like, who am I going to play with? And they're like, Us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's not something I would recommend people who have not been fans of Call of Duty just all of a sudden get into. Even with game modes like Ground War, which is more like Battlefield than anything else. Mm -hmm. It's not that kind of game mode where it's like this is a better Battlefield are there than vehicles? Battlefield is. There are vehicles, but they're limited. So, okay. in Ground War, normally each team has one... Like they have a little little yeah. shop area almost. Well, they, have, all the different they have one chopper, basically, which is great for the beginning of the match. You want to get you know people who are good at, say, sniping for example, quickly to positions they can go to. You may want to use those power positions to take the middle flag on the map so you have advantage over the enemy in that case. Um, and then each team gets like a couple IEVs, ground vehicles. For lack of a better word, tanks or light tanks that you can roam around in. Okay. That's the extent of the vehicles. There isn't stuff, it isn't Battlefield S where you have jets and stuff That shit was fun. Stuff like I always that. loved that. Um, it just sucks that they can't make good Battlefields anymore. Yeah, so it is what it is. I mean, it's a Call of Duty game at its heart like it's always been. The changes they made to it, in my opinion, have improved upon the formula. The Battle Pass is a really good way to incentivize people to keep playing the game, and it looks like they're just adding more. One of the things they added in this season was an old-school map, Crash, from Modern Warfare 1. So, is that all the broken planes everywhere? No, that is a map that's it's like an Afghanistan-based map. It's got a downed helicopter in the oh, center yeah. of it. Oh, <coughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, so the B flag is right there in the middle of that split-apart helicopter. That's right. Okay, um, and people What's really love that of with all the broken, the broken apart air, airplanes. So they actually did a little intro segment to this. Um, when you load up the game for the first time in season one, you go through the cinematic at the beginning. Uh -huh. um, that introduces you to the two new operators they added to the game, um, and also gives a story to the crash map itself. So they're flying. Really? It's sort of like a Black Hawk Downish story. Oh wow! Where you know the transport chopper is flying over this town and gets shot down by these operators who are tasked with shot at, shooting it down and eliminating the soldiers in it. And then huh. the good operator on the coalition side is tasked with rescuing those soldiers. That's actually a really um, interesting idea. So it's not a thing where it's like you see somebody win and somebody lose, but it's an intro to the map itself. Because that's like, I mean, I, I love Halo and I will mm -hmm. always love Halo. The fact that we have all these maps in multiplayer that mm -hmm. we don't know anything about them, really. There's yeah. little blurbs, I think, about them, but... There's blurbs about them, but for example, like... The fa everybody's favorite map from Halo 1, Blood Gulch. That map doesn't have a story behind it. No. I mean, it does, <laughs> if you like Red vs. Blue. Yes. Um, 
it's a training facility. Um, but the, the map itself doesn't have a story behind it, and it almost looks like it doesn't even belong, because it's a canyon that is enclosed on and on itself. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the, the great thing about COD maps is they always have some detail in there that at least gives it some characterization. Modern Warfare takes the extra step where every map at least in some way, is related to the campaign of the game. That's a really cool idea. So, Especially when it's not only does it relate to the the story of the game, but they took mm-hmm. a game or map that people already enjoyed and brought it into the the storyline yes, of that game. They brought it in, and it's a fresh take. It's not so fresh take on the map that it's something completely different. It's fresh enough where basically you have doors that you can open and close now. Is, like is Nuketown in it yet? Nuketown is not in it yet. Yet. All That's the, the small thing. Maps, it will de- it'll probably be so better. So the map closest to Nuketown they introduced in the middle of last season, which is Shoot House. <sighs> it's it's the standard. It's really just called Shoot House. It's called Shoot House. It's a it's that standard small three lane style map. Except yeah. the middle lane is not one that you can just run through like you could before. Is it like an up and down kind of thing? No. So the middle lane is actually closed off from almost the rest of the map in the sense that if you want to go into it, you have to come down one of the other two lanes and then turn into Oh, it. wow. Or you can use some boxes and stuff on either side to sort of jump over and, like, look over that center of the map. Okay. Um, they designed the map in a way where basically you can play it sort of, you can play it way, way back, or you can play it run and gun, but no matter how you play it, you're always vulnerable. The yeah. map is just kind of like, um, is it Shipment? Shipment, yes. I love that map. But the map is designed in a way where you're always vulnerable. There's no one spot you can just stay forever and never get killed. Okay. Um, and people really appreciate that. They really like Shoot House as a map anyway. All the other small, the smallest maps in the game are reserved for the gunfight 2v2 mode for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, the larger <laughs> maps are the 20v20 maps, which for some real reason they added them in the 6v6 rotation. Which really? Which can kill some of the objective-based game modes like Domination. Because basically, if one team gets B flag, the maps are so humongous You're not and be so able to... much space is dedicated to just spawn stuff that there's almost no way to take back, you know, a B flag on one of those maps because the amount of effort you have to put into pushing, where it's just six v six and everybody can see everybody else all the time, it's just it's it's a little annoying. Basically, one team can spawn trap the other team pretty quickly and easily, so they need to tweak that a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, I was. I didn't know. Are you wrapping up on yeah. Call of Duty? Uh, what else have you been playing? So, I went back and played an old 360 game, Saturdays of the Damned. Wait, wait until you don't have food in your mouth. I will. <laughs> um, Shadows of the Damned is a game actually produced by Suda Fifty One. Um, oh, that's what I remember. What Shadows of the Damned yeah. is now. So, uh, you know, you've got this demon hunter Garcia Hotspur. Um, <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> Suda 51. Yes. (laughs) And uh, the premise of it is, you know, demons show up, they kidnap his girlfriend after she commits suicide, drag her to hell, and he goes and tries to rescue her. Um, It plays very much like Resident Evil 4 style shooter over the shoulder Mm -hmm. deal. Um, It's a very straightforward, basic, easy to pick up and understand game, but it's not so dumb that you get bored with it. To the point where it's like, oh, I'm just repeating the same stuff over and over again. The game adds some puzzles in there with the darkness mechanic. So if you wander in the darkness, your health bar starts sol- slowly draining till you find a way to get out of it. Usually, okay. you have to find like something on the wall to shoot to produce light, or you have to break. You have to use the darkness in some cases to solve certain puzzles because there's certain things you can only break inside of the darkness or interact with inside of it. 
So basic stuff like that. Overall, it was free on Game Pass. It's a good game if you're into that style of stuff, like the Resident Evil style shooters. Um, and like I said, it's fairly straightforward. It's very linear in its take. So if you're one of those people who gets burnt out on massive open world games where you feel like you're going to miss something if you don't talk to every single person in the game. And did you say this was another... This was on Game Pass as this well? This was on or? Game Pass, okay. yeah. So you can pick this up on Game Pass. Pretty easy game. In my opinion, underrated and undersold. I think it's a game that people who are either fans of Suited 51 or Resident Evil style games should at least give it a shot. You know, once. Um, other than that, not a whole lot I played. Just stuff I watched. <laughs> yeah. What have you been watching? So, um... Now, I will say, I see... So, both of these things that you have listed here are... They've only had pilot episodes They've come only out so had far. pilot episodes. I have been told that I should watch Has Been Hotel. Yeah. Uh, I have not sat down to watch it. I have no idea what either of them are, really. Okay. So, Has Been Hotel and Hell of a Boss are two projects by an animator called Bivzy Pop. Bivzy Pop got popular on some of her shorter animations. Probably her most famous one is an animation she did to Kesha's, one of Kesha's songs. Um, either way, I mean, to start off with, both of these series are beautifully animated. They look like they're full studio productions when you watch them, and in a way they kind of are. Um, they've got, oh, Richard Horvitz is in... Yeah. Richard uh, Horvitz, the voice of the boss. Yes, he plays Invaders one Zim. of the characters. He's Invader Zim. Brock Baker also plays a character in Hell of a Boss. He's kind of an impressionist and voice actor. They got and, famous uh, on YouTube. Brandon Ro- is it Brandon Rogers, I believe? Yeah, Brandon yeah. Rogers, who is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a show, was it Magic Funhouse? Yeah. I I would, I think he's ridiculous and great. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean... The, the premise, of, I'll just start with Has Been Hotel because it was her first pilot to come out. Hell of a Boss came out later. But Has Been Hotel is the longer one of these two pilots. Um, the premise is this girl, Charlie, who's actually the princess of hell. She's the daughter of Satan and Lilith. <laughs> um, she wants to start this hotel she calls the Happy Hotel. And the purpose of the Happy Hotel is every year hell has a purge to get rid of, to basically control overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of demons running around killing each other. Um, she wants to start this hotel to rehabilitate demons and ultimately send them off to heaven through redemption so that way they have a hu- more humane way of dealing with this purging of hell. Um, the great thing about Hasbun Hotel is it's hell and everybody is terrible. <laughs> and okay. so, like, you find out very quickly that everybody who is in hell has a reason for being there. They're not nice people. Well, yeah, it's hell. Yeah, so Charlie's in hell because she's a demon that was born in hell. The people she interacts with are all people who were sent there through various means. So is Charlie not uh, not an asshole, or she's not really an asshole? She, you get these sort of, you, the show makes you pay attention to detail. You get these flashes where you can see she still is very much a demon, mm-hmm. but she's not trying to let that get the best of her. Um. There's great characters in the show. You're introduced to a character very er- early on, Angel Dust, who is a gay porn star. Okay. Um, he, the first time you see him, he just got done turning a trick, basically, and used the money to go buy drugs, <laughs> which he buys Angel Dust, hence his name. Okay. Um, you get introduced to characters like Vaggy, who is supposedly Charlie's girlfriend. Um 
she is sort of Charlie's voice of reason, more or less, and sort of is, I guess, for lack of a better word, the the backbone that Charlie uses to talk to people. Um, when Charlie can't get tough with someone, Vaggy usually does. Um, you've got other sort of side characters on the show. Um, Katie Killjoy, who is one of the uh, newscasters. There's a whole part of the show where Charlie goes on the news to pitch her idea. And, of course, when she's done, there's a big musical number where she tries to use to pitch it, which is weird because Vaggy tells her not to sing. The show does have several musical numbers throughout. Okay. Um, That's probably why people keep telling me to watch an animated yeah. show that has singing in it. So, everybody laughs at her. Katie Killjoy, I mean, her last name gives it away. She's there to kill other people's joys. She actually mm-hmm. takes delight in bringing other people nice. down. Um, Man, that's in an episode of, uh... Fucking... Fuck, what's that show called? My mind's blanking. Star versus the Force of Evil. Yeah. So... Every character in the show is pretty pretty good, and my favorite character out of all of them is Alistor, who's nicknamed the Radio Demon. So, he was sent to hell, and they give you a bag... Vaggy tells his backstory to Angel Dust, who, despite being there longer than Vaggy, doesn't know who the Radio Demon is. God. Um, tells him the story of this guy who was sent to hell, who manifested all this power, like, in a single day, and then, in that day, he used his power to beat some of the strongest people in hell some of the demons who have ruled there forever, and then broadcast that all over the radio, which is why he's nicknamed the Radio Demon. The other thing is he talks with a 20-style radio announcer voice, and mm-hmm. even added the radio static in there. So every time he speaks, you get that sort of fuzz to his voice. Yeah. Um, and he shows up, and jumping to the end of the show, basically, here, he wants to help Charlie with the hotel, but not because he believes in her actual mission to redeem you know, these terrible people and demons because it's entertaining for him. He wants to watch them rise up to that level where it's like they're almost there and they're feeling good about themselves and then crash right back down when they realize their hope of getting to heaven is impossible. So he's just generally, as everybody else, not a nice person, but he's also extremely powerful and very dangerous. So is Um, this, have either of them, or is she planning on developing either of them into full series or that's what's unknown at this point um a lot of these pilots had millions of views on them you know even in the short time they lost they had millions of views on them Mm -hmm. um they're almost universally liked at this point the characters are interesting the story is interesting the premise is interesting you get all these great characters a lot of jokes in the show it is a very adult themed kind of yeah i saw it was listed as uh black comedy or whatever yeah it's very mature in its humor um almost in like i guess a family guy or south park-esque way where it's very irreverent for example angel dust basically takes nobody seriously so anytime they say anything remotely sexual he immediately turns it into a joke nice (laughs) um his first interaction with alistor actually is alistor introduces himself and says what do you do here and all (laughs) The response Angel does gives is, well, I can suck your dick, and that's it. <laughs> so, so that's that's basically Angel does almost his entire character. I won't spoil some of the things he does mm-hmm. later, which sort of give you an idea where they want to take that character, but that's him in this pilot, is he doesn't take anybody seriously, makes jokes at everyone, and anytime there's an opportunity to make a sexual innuendo he's gonna make it <laughs> um and these where are these are they both on like youtube or they're both on youtube 
Um, they're on Vivzy Pop's channel, so you can go and watch them anytime for absolutely free. Hell of a Boss is, I guess, more of a spin-off to Hasbun Hotel. It sort of takes place in the same universe. It, again, takes place in Hell. And it centers around a company called Imp, the Immediate Murder Professionals. Okay. <laughs> and so what Imp does is it's it's a play on words. They're called Imp, and most of the characters who were are in this imps. company are Imps. Um, what they do, they have special access to the living world, they call it. So the main guy has this book, basically, that opens portals up to Earth. And he takes contracts from people who were sent to hell that want to get revenge on the people they believe are responsible for sending them there. So they do like this whole pitch commercial where they're talking to one of their customers and he says he wants to get back at the yappy jogger who outed him for murdering his wife. Okay. <laughs> um, but they, throughout the course of the show, you watch them go. The, sh the flow is very, very good because it jumps from that commercial where it looks like it's still part of commercial for them doing a hit in real time. <laughs> and what happens is the character that's played by the Invader Zim guy shoots a kid. Oh, God. And he's, like, really distraught about it at first, but then you realize, like, Earth's not such a good place at all because they save this kid, right? And then the doctor comes out and asks if they have insurance because the kid needs surgery, and they're from hell. They don't know what health insurance is, so they go, yeah. what's insurance? And they literally get thrown with the kid on the gurney out the window of the hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's it's very hilarious if you're into dark humor at all. Mm -hmm. um, you get this... You get a sense that everybody just kind of does what they want to do. No one really gives a shit in Hell of a Boss. They're doing it because, most of all, they find it fun and hilarious more than they actually want to, like, make money doing it. Yeah. Um... So, that one is very good. It's the shorter of the two. It doesn't really matter which order you watch them mm -hmm. in, because the world building in both gives you an idea of where each show is going. Um, okay. I would say, at the very worst, they're just different shows for different kinds of people. But, if you want to get sort of the whole picture of the world that Vivzy Pop and her crew were trying to build, Go just watch them both. Oh, mm. watch both, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I say, they're not bad. I did watch criticism. I watched one criticism of them today, and a response to that criticism. Um, I won't even name the YouTuber because I don't want him getting any more flack for this. He has ninety-one thousand dislikes on his crit oh, criticism wow. video, um, but that's because he like purposely pulls things out of context and just seems to have been putting out a video for the sake of riding coattails. Well, then us. maybe yeah, he shouldn't mm -hmm. get the likes mm -hmm. then. I mean, there hell. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Did Kim and I ever tell you about the guy that wrote? He he put out a video. It was a video saying, I think it was like explaining the ending to uh, the El Royale movie. Can't remember the full name of yeah. it. Um, Good times of the El Royale. Yeah, but the whole video, it it wasn't. It literally was like the the title of the video was like explain explain the ending to. He basically just runs through the entire plot of the movie. And then just says this is this is in when he gets to the ending he just says the ending, he's like yeah, thanks for watching. And Kim and I are like, this guy's bad. See that's obvious. Dislike. Yeah, that's obvious clickbait stuff. And I remember, what was it? Watch Mojo I think put out a video like that of, I think it was Endgame. Right after Endgame had come out, they put out a video like ten things you missed in Endgame or. It was Captain Marvel, actually. Ten things oh, you yeah. missed in Captain Marvel. And everyone was like, 
Ten things everyone obviously saw in Captain Marvel. <laughs> One of my favorite videos I've ever seen was uh, Easy Allies put out because they do top ten videos. They did a top ten, top ten numbers, <laughs> and they literally counted top to the top ten their no- favorite numbers mm-hmm. in the top. 10 I think I remember thing. that because it's like number ten was not. No, no, no. I don't think. I think maybe one or two were the same number, because number one was not number one. I remember that. I think think number two was number one. I think someone had done that, and they did do number two is number one, but they also said number five was just five because it's middle of the road. Yeah, I love it. I highly recommend it. I'm a. I'm. I've recently, at this point, it's been a year, over a year, um, because I've now listened to their their uh, E3 betting special at least twice. Gotcha. Um, but I, I, I am a huge fan of them. Uh, I highly recommend if you if you are somebody that supports people on Patreon to, uh, one, support us if you want to. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely recommend supporting them because they make some fantastic content. Um, good stuff. And just, yeah, really good. Uh, I think they all have good opinions. Not, mm-hmm. not, not that they have good opinions because that makes it seem like they all agree with me. They have... <laughs> all it's it's enough different people that they have differing opinions and they are all brought into it in a way that it's not just you're wrong i'm right shut up Um, but which is something that we sometimes struggle with (laughs) yes anyway um so other than those two pilots the rest of the stuff is just trailers yeah in one trailer it looks like we talked about earlier you didn't watch which was the new james bond trailer which i have seen two Daniel Craig movies. I saw the original one, the I think Casino Royale's the first one, right? mm-hmm. and I saw Quantum Solace. Quantum Solace made me never want to watch another one of those movies. Uh, I've been told I need to go back and watch the other ones now. Um, I don't think so. But even with this new trailer, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of in because uh, they introduce the other Double O that'll be in the movie, played by I can't remember the actress's name, but she played Maria Rambo, and. Uh, Captain Marvel, okay, the best friend slash lover. Yeah. She's definitely they're they're, they're like this. It I ship it. Um, nobody sees that. Thank God. <laughs> Throwing up gang signs. That's what you're doing. Of Intersecting course. gang signs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, the movie looks great. The other the other trailers. I'm going to tell you... Okay, so the other trailers we're going to talk about. Free Guy. Free Guy. Wonder Woman 1984. And Black Widow. Of those three, can you guess which one I am the least excited for based off of the trailer? Uh, Wonder Woman. No. Black Widow. Yes. That was my first guess, actually. Yeah? <laughs> Why did you not go with your first guess, then? I always second guess myself. Uh, okay. No, I, I think Black Widow, to a lot of people... Even to me, in a way, looks like more generic Marvel fare at this point. Well, and that's there's something about the trailer that, like every all the other things, I don't care. People are like, "Oh, Marvel is just the same formula over and over again." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's an enjoyable formula. I enjoy this. Like the fact that people are like, it's Doctor Strange is just Iron Man with magic. Okay, cool." It was still fun. I really, I still enjoyed that movie. That's the thing. It wasn't Iron just Iron Man. Well, it, it's the jo- the joke is it's hey you have powers, you have powers. This other guy has powers. You have the same powers. You fight. Good guy win. That's that's the the storyline basically. 
Captain America, not the same. Captain Marvel, not the same. Well, the thing, the thing about the Black Widow trailer is we get introduced to all these new characters who are going to be in it. Red Guardian being the most prominent, which fan the theories only reason, confirmed. Only reason I want to see it is because of David Harbour. Yes. It's literally the only reason I want to see the so Black Widow Hopper movie. really did go to, go to Russia. Go to Russia, yeah. <laughs> um... After he he had to deal with some hellspawn shit. I feel like when the when the casting guys were sitting down for this movie, they were like, "All right, we got to get Harbor." And someone was like, "Why?" It's like, "Did you see the industry things?" <laughs> and that was the whole pitch. It's like, "All right, he's cast." <laughs> um, no, the movie does look like more standard Marvel fare. It's there to set up Black Widow as a more established character, and I get all that, but I don't see what this movie could possibly add to the MCU. That's the thing. In that, mm-hmm. in, it is disappointing. We we should not have had to wait this long to get a Black Widow movie. Um, especially when now we're getting a Black Widow movie that can only be adding things that are just needed for later. And it can only be a retcon of her character at this point. Yes. Yeah. Um, or add to her character that just doesn't yeah. exist anymore because, you know, we had to sacrifice... The one original female character. Now, I'm into I'm. I understand why people would have rather Hawkeye be the one that sacrificed himself and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I am okay with Nat being the one that sacrificed herself. I just wish that they would have handled everything surrounding it differently. I agree that there was not enough mourning for her as there was for other characters. No, and all there that was kind of enough stuff. mourning for her, and we had things in the MCU that were building up that were not paid off once she died. So that was the biggest thing for me, is I always said that the Hulk was the most underused and underappreciated character of the MCU. I mean, I appreciate him. But that's for, I mean, that's for studio Well, that's, you're that's also, a, you also wish that they had done an actual Hulk I wish Hulk they movie. had done, like, a real Planet Hulk movie and stuff like that. I just wish he was used more. I wish we got yeah. more characterization f- for the Hulk and for Banner. And not just because, have him be a character in some of the movies. Yes, it's something that can add so much more to the MCU than it has. I, I wonder if they really just fear doing another Hulk movie because any Hulk movie that's come out well, it's has that, not been good. It's Universal, you know. Oh, I always I keep yeah. forgetting about the Universal thing. So it's a lot of stuff in the way of them doing a full-length Hulk movie on top of can they even do a good one at this point because the Hulk is a pretty established character in the MCU now and now we have this Professor Hulk thing. So it's how do you go back to the old school original? Now I will say, we've got an angry Hulk again. Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo, is still pumped about continuing to play the Hulk. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like he's on multiple occasions talked about how much he would love to be able to do more with him and all that kind of stuff. But, but you've got him as an underused character, and there was a romance plot going on between Banner and that in that in the series, and that just never got. The, the closest got we got was he threw a bench into the ocean. Yeah. I mean, or the, into the lake. The closest we really got to that is they kind of wanted to, but kind of didn't want to. In Ultron. Yeah, and so it's like, just resolve that for us. Either they're going to be together or they're not, but make it definitive and give us a reason for it. Mm-hmm. The second most unappreciated character in the entire MCU was Black Widow because she was always present, but not really there. And she's <laughs> been around. She has is one of the only characters to you know what no she is the character that's been around the longest besides Tony yeah uh, I mean like Pepper but I mean like of the Avengers 
it has been obviously the Hulk came out after Iron Man, but the Hulk wasn't it wasn't Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. So no. even though it is canon the same Hulk, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character has been around in this universe as long as the rest of the Iron Man crew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say just like Rhodey. Wait. <laughs> I just feel it, it's one of those things where will it be a good movie? Probably. Oh yeah. I but... I don't. The, in my opinion, my least favorite, I don't think we'll ever be, we won't ever get another, original. the original Hulk movie, we won't get another Iron Man 2, we won't get a Thor 1 or 2. Those movies are not bad, but just not good either. They teeter that line of, you can watch them, but I would rather never have to watch them again. Yeah. Um, They're movies where it's, you've watched them, they are the... If you had to do, like, a super cut of those three phases of Marvel, those would be the establishing shots of your super cut. Yeah. It's here are the characters, here's what they can do, here's why they do what they do, and then the rest of it would literally be the last half the of most phase three. The <laughs> most stuff that you would get from, like, the Thor, the Thor movies was, oh, hey, look at all these awesome scenes of Loki, because that's the only parts anybody really likes from those movies. Honestly, you could... Just do a supercut of Tom Hiddleston on screen, and that would be like, that would be something you would see in like a GQ magazine. <laughs> it's just him. Because <laughs> um, it's just it's he's a fucking pretty boy. Like that's why people like him. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Everybody loves Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston and Holland, both the Toms. People love the Toms. Uh, yes. So yeah, Black Widow. I'm still. I mean, I'm still going to see it. I've never not seen a a. Uh, Yes. Marvel movie. Um, and it really is. It really is a combination of, I want to know what they're doing. I really do want to know what they're going to do, what mm-hmm. this is supposed to be bringing to the next phase, because at this point, this is the first movie of phase four. The thing is, is they could also do, to me, it's like they could do the most predictable thing. Is through this film, even though it takes place, in the timeline, it takes place directly after Winter Soldier. That's where it is. Is that what... I'm confused. I've been hearing things. I've heard that. I've heard that it takes place between in those five years between, uh, between the Dustin Infinity War and um, Endgame. Endgame. No, this takes place after. Have we gotten a confirmation of that? I believe so. That's I'm literally everything I've read. Read and that Black was today. I read Widow all that movie. But it's supposed to be. Maybe it's after Civil War. Maybe after Civil War, actually. We we just need to be told when this movie takes place. I think please. it's after Civil War because the premise is, is this movie takes place after she betrays Tony's side and has to, says she has to go on the run. But not entirely sure. Either way. All right. According to this, it says following the events of Captain America: Civil War, Natasha Romanoff finds herself alone and forced to confront her past. Yes. So she's supposed to go on the run and she goes back to Russia because it's like the last place anybody would look for, I guess. Um, the characters we're introduced to are her sister, which not really her sister, just calls her sister because they are any of them the her actual room. family members. I don't believe so. They were all just assassins trained in the Red Room, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, but the character who does play this sister, air quotes, is the same character who in the comics replaces black widow later on she's basically the second black widow 
Um, so that may be one of the things they do in this. Oh no! It movie. says that that's Rachel Wise. I don't want Rachel Wise to be in the new Black Widow. No. I hate <laughs> Rachel Wise. Well, she's in the movie now. Can't do anything about it. Um, no, Rachel Wise is the older one. Oh, it says as a season tried trained in the Red Room who was involved in scientific experiments. Yeah, Rachel Wise is the older one. That's not the one. I'm... We're gonna continue on okay. from where we are. So that sucks. <laughs> so for those of you listening at this point, for some reason our recording shut off. So we're just picking things back up at a completely different. Spot. We'll wrap things up really quickly. <laughs> yeah. We are not super excited about Wonder Woman, even though we are going to go see the movie. Or not Wonder Woman, uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. But we are still gonna go see the movie. Yeah. Uh, we are very excited. I am Wonder very Woman excited about Wonder Woman eighty four, even though I might not go see it opening night. No, I'll go see it opening night. <laughs> Uh, the last trailer on the list is Free Guy. Free Guy, which is a game game movie that was announced it's a while a back. Game themed movie. Um, and um, just the fact that it's a premise, and I think we've all. I mean, there's always been the joke of if you work in retail, you're like, oh, you are an NPC in a video game. You would yes. be an NPC in a video game. This is literally a movie about a guy who realizes he is an NPC in a video game. Yeah. And decides to kind of, you know, break out of that and fuck shit up. I think the, I think Ryan Reynolds would actually be the perfect cast member for that anyway. Um, Ryan Reynolds is the perfect cast member for just about anything. Yes. You got a show about two guys, a girl, and a pizza place? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you got the, a show, uh, you got a movie about a, a Pikachu that talks like an asshole father? Detective uh, Ryan Reynolds. I almost yes. said Danny DeVito. Uh, <laughs> I think the best thing about the trailer is it sells you on sort of the horrible, edgy, open world like GTA style game. Yeah, is you know these players don't really give a shit about the world they're in. They just exist in it to have fun, which is a game in and of itself. But mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a point to be made in this movie of exploring genuinely toxic people who play these kinds of games sometimes. And just how horrible they can be. Um, the the recurring gag in the trailer is the bank robbery. It happens like every yeah. single day. So the bank robbers, they the NPCs, they know what to expect. They act as you would, you know, in any other casual event. Until Ryan Reynolds says, you know, hey, I'm gonna get up and try something different this time. Yeah, he has that moment with the guy. He's like, hey man, how's your day? Yeah, yeah. you know, same old, same so old. So it's just one of those things that to him just happens every single day. Um, and we see how horribly the NPCs actually get treated in the game. You know, they're run over, they're shot, they're blown up. Oh my god, the fucking scene where he gets juggled between the two cars. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's from that other, what's that, I can't remember the movie, but it looks like it's parodying the scene from another, like a serious movie. Mm-hmm. But it just looks, it's... Yes. Oh I, I think it's gonna, the action... In it when I saw it, especially like the ending scene where it's the chick sitting on the bike facing him. Oh, the, the two, two Glocks? Yes, the two Glocks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Glock in your pocket? No. No. It's, it's two, two Glocks. <laughs> um, that reminded me very much of like almost a Watchmen esque action scene. It's cut very well, so that way you aren't confused by the action that's happening. You understand what's going on, and then you get the sort of almost Matrix moment where he just drives out the window of the skyscraper and she's the still the uh, shooting, so. other added thing that got me excited, which I didn't know about, is that Taika Waititi's in the movie. Yeah, um, and it looks like he might be the villain, maybe yes. the villain. I don't know who the female protagonist is. Does I she look familiar to you? She at all? doesn't look familiar to me at all. She's very stylized to sort of fit in the world as this badass yeah. femme fatale style character. Um, I think Taika Waititi being in it in an acting role is going to be 
absolutely hilarious. You haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, I right? I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. I highly Rabbit. recommend it. Um, He's fantastic as Hitler. <laughs> I just think it's going to be funny to see him. If he is the villain, see him play a villain. At the very least, he seems like he's going to be an asshole character, which is great. Joe Keery's in it as well um, mm-hmm. from uh, Stranger Things, which gotcha. we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, I did see him in a scene. He looks like he's like the assistant to Taika Waititi's yeah. character. Um, overall, it looks like it's going to be a hilarious movie. It's got a great premise to start with, and it's going to appeal to people who just like comedy. It's going to appeal to people who are fans of video game type stuff. Um, it's going to appeal to action fans, definitely, because this movie just looks like it has yeah. a ton of that in it. I don't know if it will appeal to video game people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we are video game people, but we also just like yeah. stupid... I think it would appeal to video game people more if it was based on an established video game world. I would have hated that. I don't think they could get away with something like, oh yeah, this is set in the same world of GTA. <laughs> it's a little bit too futury. Yeah. Um... Which uh, is something that Hollywood has struggled with when they try to portray video games. Is they try to portray them as the super advanced technology with all this future crap thrown in it. And video games just aren't that. Well, and that's the thing, because they have, like, there's a health pack and it's kind of just floating there, yeah. spinning around. And when I think of that, that mind, my mind instantly goes to Team Fortress 2. Mm-hmm. Team Fortress 2 isn't a future futuristic game. It's like no. Dust Bowl setting. Yeah. With very advanced technology sometimes. Yes. I mean, obviously the Dust Bowl didn't have... Uh, intelligent turret systems. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> but those intelligent turret systems are done in a way where they fit in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy building the turrets literally bangs on them with a wrench to repair them. It isn't like he's coding or some you shit. You know, just like Torbjorn, who stole the idea, yes. huh, Overwatch? But even more, it's just... The thing that got me the most is, so the glasses in the trailer, right? Yeah. So he picks up the glasses, and he's got to put them on basically to see what other people see in the game world. Which is, is this an augmented reality game? Because if it is, why are there NPCs? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It, that, that one, that mm-hmm. threw me off a little bit when mm-hmm. he had to put those on to be able, like he's the health mm-hmm. pack again. Because he was beaten up mm-hmm. when he broke out of his routine, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, what is, he's like flipping his glasses on and off, being like, yeah, what's this? And gets the, ooh, now I'm perfectly fine, no blood, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um so that is a little bit of an interesting thing because in my head I'm like I feel like an NPC if they recognize that they were just a person in this world they would just kind of just be thrown off by the way people act not yeah. so much as I can't see the things around me completely without mm-hmm. such and such well it may also follow I do hope he puts on the glasses and goes back into the, the bank and mm-hmm. sees like a quest marker over his friends <laughs> or something like that yeah. I think I think the movie's set up to follow a generic plot. I just hope it's executed well and that it's basically the liberation of the NPCs. But you I know I don't want that. I I would be okay if he was the only one that did it. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay if he was the only one that did it and on top of that he's the only one that knew what he was doing and he would basically oh, What if just... it ends and his NPC is that just is his story? Yeah. His storyline is an NPC that breaks out of his routine. That would actually be pretty amazing. <laughs> Alright, bets on that? What do you think? It's basically like... I just think it would be awesome. I mean, I would put it at a 50-50 shot at this point because I don't know enough about the movie. Because that's fucking... Uh, it would be one of those things where it's like the whole reason that the villain is the villain in this movie is he's actually like one of the programmers of the game and he's in charge of setting up events mm-hmm. in it. And this event that he comes up with is to basically like save this game from financial ruin to get players in and pay for stuff. 
So he sets it up where an NPC breaks free as a super powerful, almost player character thing that the rest of the game is trying to take down, and they finally do. He just resets and he's back to being an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Um, I w- it made me think of so again, you didn't get into Supernatural. I get it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes it. There's a point in Supernatural that they meet this character Chuck, who is a writer. He writes Supernatural books. Turns out that he's not only writing Supernatural books, he's actually writing the story and lives of them. Of Sam and Dean. Uh, Because he is, like, the voice of God or some shit Mm -hmm. at one point. Um, Are you ever going to watch any more Supernatural, you think? I probably will watch more of it just so I can... Do you care about spoilers at all? I kind of do, because I want to pay off to this character arc, at the very least of them finding their dad, and finding out what okay. role he plays in the yeah, story. Then I won't say anything Because from it. what I understand, the movie goes from... Or the movie, series, yeah. The series goes from being this traditionalist, Monster of the Week type fair, where they're just giving lore on these random folklore stories, mm-hmm. to having an overall plot where they're fighting some of the more powerful forces of evil that actually exist yeah. in the... And it, and it really is. Like, the Monster mm-hmm. of the Week thing sticks around through the entire series, but mm-hmm. nowhere near as as just that. It I is mean, still f- very <laughs> so story arc-based. The formula for the first three episodes, which everyone always says, give a show the three-episode test, and then you'll know if you like it, right? The formula is, you know... Basically, Sam and Dean stumble upon an area, find a new story or some shit like that that tells about something that may be related to a supernatural event. Well, cause they go there, they find out it is, they investigate it. There's always a girl that they have to save. And the fir- I think the first season, most of those cases they're working on are based off of what's in his their dad's book, right? Yes, it's yeah. based off their dad. They're following stuff from their dad's journal, so they. So can you watch? You only watch the first three day. episodes? Well, no, I watch more than that. But. So okay, because the first episode is the girl that's ripping out people's hearts, yeah. which. That fucking I so I watched the show when it premiered and that mm-hmm. fucking got to me, yes. um, especially as somebody that has heart has had heart issues. I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck away! I don't need more issues. Um, the sec is second episode Wendigo, the Wendigos. I think it's the Wendigo. And then the third episode is the one with Amy Acker and the little the drowning kid. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch the bug episode yet? I did. I'm so sorry. They have even <laughs> talked about how fucking horrible that episode is. The thing is, it was not just horrible in the fact that, oh, it's bugs and it's creepy and whatever like that. It's They wanted to tie it to Native American folklore. Mm-hmm. And by the middle of the show, you don't know which way they're going to go with that. And then it just turns out that the people who were on the Native American land, despite the whole bug thing, it's like, oh, well, it only happens for a day anyway, so if they just get out in time, they're not affected by it. Yeah. Where it's like... Give me some payoff here. Either they <laughs> save the day or they fucking yeah. don't. <laughs> Ignore that episode. Pretend that episode never exists because most of the fandom does. Um, and then the whole thing about the bugs is they're supposed to get out before they happen. They don't. So what do they do? They hide in the attic. The bugs get in anyway. And then they just go away because the sun comes up in like, what, three fucking minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it happens. Like, that again, was the fastest day ignore, to ignore ignore in human history. The Earth spanned at double the speed that of that episode <laughs> because it's bad. It's bad. And you can blame God and Chuck and every other controlling fucking... Uh, I blame whoever wrote that fucking episode, honestly. Let's look up that episode. I think it's just called Bugs? I believe it is Bugs called Supernatural. Bugs. It's just called Bugs. Oh, that's episode eight. You got pretty far into the first season. It's a bad episode. <laughs> you watched Hookman. Hookman was probably one of the better episodes. I... I you gotta keep watching. Just keep watching. Just do it. <laughs>
Believe in Me. Let's see, it was Bloody directed Mary by was Kim also... Manners. Let's yeah. see if we have to blame her now. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Mary was also a good episode. She's directed 17 episodes of Supernatural. Well, hopefully she did better than Bugs. <laughs> I can tell you for sure she did. She has done... Oh, I was hoping it would like break down the episodes, but they don't. Um, yeah, I guarantee that she's done better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it, Supernatural is a show that I, I mean, I've been it watching It would also be really cool out, so. if they got to the fucking mystery for once before someone died. Well, they don't know if they need to go somewhere unless somebody's something's happened but it's always someone is dead yeah it happens can't just be like oh i got spooked once help me i think it might happen every once in a while (laughs) um yeah that spoops happen sometimes and that gets them to do it there's an episode where they're in an episode of scooby-doo where people die for real um (laughs) that was a good episode is it fred because fred should die no 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 all the the scooby (laughs) gang survive um I love that episode. I thought it was great. They did such a good show. Fucking keep watching it. I'll keep watching it. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything you just want to talk about before we wrap up real quick? No, I had a little discussion thing, but I'll save that yeah. for another day. I, I feel like I had the same thing where I was talking about DLC. Was it DLC or something? Yeah. So, Someone had just posted a Reddit thread about $60. Would you pay more for a game if it wasn't monetized? And all I responded to them is if I would pay whatever... I would pay whatever amount for a game as long as it gave me that amount of content. I wouldn't just pay $60. I don't think there should be a standard price for games, is what I said. And, I mean, there really isn't, technically. No, there isn't. It's an industry standard that the industry is maintaining because everybody else does it. For so, the, their AAA titles. I yes. mean, a lot of the games I buy range between fit 10 and 30. Well, that's true. It's one of those things the AAA industry has sold to people where we have to make a game $60 because otherwise we that's wouldn't what, turn a profit on it. Well, no, it, and it's a combination of that and there are some games that have our smaller budget games that they mm-hmm. price at 60 because a $60 game usually will sell more because they look at it like, oh, this is a full game. Yeah. Uh, all right, so cool. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Um, I don't know if we're going to hit the 100 before Christmas. I don't know if we are either, but it's tentative at this point, and we will do our best to put out content as time goes on. Yeah, so if you didn't see my post, or yeah, our post on the Facebook group, um, really the rest of the year, because of how busy it is, the podcast is really the only definite thing, uh, except for next Thursday, the 12th, um, or this coming Thursday, the 12th, uh, I am going to be live streaming the Game Awards like I did last year. Um, whether, I think I might have done it where I'm watching part of it, but then I'll be, it'll just be the thing for actual awards sometimes. I don't remember. Um, I was going to see if you and Dave wanted to maybe come over for it, but I don't know. That's harder for you. You sent me the invite, but I'll be working that day. Yeah, I had a feeling. Um, but yeah, so check me out Thursday night. I believe it's at eight. Yeah. So you got it in green. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it looks better on green than I expected it to. Yes. Um, so the um, yes, the game of words started. Eight. Yeah, so I will be on there streaming that all the way up until it's done. Uh, might make a drinking game out of it. I don't know yet. Uh, and then, yeah, we will be back, not next weekend, weekend after. Hopefully, everyone will have seen Star Wars. That's right, it does come out Christmas, doesn't it? Christmas, or the week before Christmas, technically. But yeah, the the last weekend we're recording a podcast 
I will more than likely go see it before then. I hope so. I'm trying to get Dave to come too. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in another episode of Space Time Taco. If you like what we do, check out all of the social media. Just search Space Time Taco. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash space time taco. I'm thinking about updating that again because not that much. Uh, <laughs> go to spacetimetaco.com slash store and you can get this awesome shirt that you could see if we were doing a live episode. Um, oh man, Nate, that's a great shirt. He's actually wearing it. It's not. I'm not wearing it. I just have a green shirt on. He's got a green shirt, but it's just yes. frustrated on it. Oh, I can take that off the shirt ideas. I forgot that yes, I actually made that. Um, so yeah, go inside and play video games. Peace.